Today on the podcast, I have Kendra Swalls with Girl Means Business. She is a fellow photographer and business coach. We're going to be talking all about email marketing and what it looks like to create a lead magnet and grow an email list to reach your ideal audience. You're listening to The Creative Business Plan. I'm your host, Charlie Van Amberg, wedding photographer and business educator. On the podcast, we're all about finding balance between creating the business of your dreams and living a life that you love. Welcome to the podcast, Kendra. I am so happy to have you here today. I would love if you would start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and about your business. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, So like you said, my name is Kendra Swalls. I am a former teacher turned small business owner, photographer, um, marketing coach, podcast host, all the things. I'm also a mom of two. And um, I just absolutely love helping other women grow and build a business. It's been really impactful on my life as far as being able to kind of create this incredible um, schedule and life where I get to be a part of my kids' days and still um, contribute to my family and do things that I love. So I just really enjoy helping other women do the same thing. I absolutely love that. It's so fulfilling to help other people. I am the same way when I got started. I immediately knew that eventually I'd want to go into education and help other people. It just it fills my cup so much. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those things where like it just makes you feel so happy. Like I remember being in the classroom and having those moments with my students. And now I get to do the same thing just with adults instead of little kids. <laughs> I love that. Um, so we're going to dive into our main topic today, which is going to be email marketing. One thing that's really important to me, and I try to find podcast guests where this is important for them as well, is that we need to find balance in our lives between our businesses. And one thing that I try to teach my students is that it's hard to rely on solely social media because for a lot of reasons, but it's exhausting and um, unreliable. And email marketing is a great way to stop relying on solely social media. So can you share some insight about how email marketing would help you do this in your own business? Yeah. And that, I mean, that's one of the big reasons why I really talk a lot about email marketing with my coaching clients and um, anyone that I'm working with, because same thing, like you said, like I have two kids, I run multiple businesses. I have other obligations in my day. I don't have time to spend all this time on social media and I don't want to, like, I know social media is great and it's fun and it's, it's instant gratification sometimes, but it doesn't have the lasting effect that email marketing has. And so for me, it's all about finding, like you said, that balance of, I want to be able to build a community and build connections with my audience and make sales, but I don't want to have to be creating content 24 seven. I don't want to feel like I have to stay up with like, what's the latest TikTok trend and all those things. And email allows me to build those strong connections without having to invest the like time and mental capacity that requires that's required by social media. And an example that I like to give is I would say social media is like a cocktail party. So everybody shows up like looking their best, they're dressed to the nines, they're putting their best face forward, they're making small talk, you're kind of mingling and meeting new people, but you're not really having these deep meaningful conversations where 
community is built. It's more like, hey, this is cool to meet you. This is what I do. Okay, let's move on. Like, let's let's chat some time. And then email is like having like a coffee date with a friend where you're getting that chance to really have a deeper connection to um, build relationships that are going to turn into lasting, you know, sales and return clients and things like that. And they kind of go hand in hand a little bit where social media is a great place to meet people, but I think we have to adjust our expectations a little bit. And email is really where I feel like, and I've seen in my business, the real connections come into play. And so a lot of people might not know exactly what email marketing looks like for a photographer, because it's mostly going to be photographers listening to this podcast. Um, So what does email marketing look like for a photographer? That's a great question. So I have worked with a lot of photographers to kind of help them set up their email marketing systems in their business. And it's going to vary a little bit depending on what you specialize in and a little bit too, as far as how you want to incorporate email marketing into your overall marketing plan. But for the most part, the sort of the basics of it are you're going to set up a dedicated email platform. So unfortunately, you know, Google and, you know, Gmail and Yahoo and all those things don't cut it here. And then you're going to decide how are you going to get people onto your email platform? So for me, I use Flowdesk. I have a multiple like lead magnets is what I call them. So they're, you know, like little free offers that you get to get people onto your email list. And then my strategy with email marketing is nurturing. So what I'm doing is I am using my email as a way to keep in constant communication with those people that are on my email list. So for example, I do a lot of like branding sessions and um, headshots and things like that. So a lot of the people on my photography list are also small business owners. And so I'm going to be talking about like tips of, okay, here's some great ways to use some of your branding photos on your website, or um, these are some of the things you might want to bring to your next branding session, or, hey, here's a great networking event you might be interested in. So I'm thinking of it like I'm talking to a friend who is in this certain space of life, and this is the information and the tips and the things I would want to share with that person. Um, One thing... Yeah, One thing ahead. I really love about email marketing is you can talk to different parts of your audience in different ways. With social media, you're just talking to everybody who follows you. And it might be family clients or wedding clients or branding clients. If you're someone who's not super niche and you only do one specific thing, which most people aren't that niche, um, email marketing is a great way to talk to different parts of your audience and talk to them specifically. So you can have emails specifically for family clients, specifically, like you were saying, for branding clients. So it's a really good way to talk directly to someone about things that relate directly to them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the personalization is really key there. I mean, and like you said, you can segment them, which sounds really intimidating, but it's not. I mean, it's as simple as like having them check a box when they say they want to join your email list. They say, these are the types of sessions I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. And it segments them into different like little groups within your email list. And then, yeah, you you can communicate with them in a way that makes them go, I feel like she gets me. And that's the biggest thing for me is everything I'm doing and I feel like this is especially true in email marketing is I'm trying to have a conversation with my ideal client in a way that makes them go, oh my gosh, she totally understands how I'm feeling, what I'm thinking. She's in my head. Like we've all had those moments as consumers where 
something has struck us as like, oh my gosh, she or this this company or this brand or this person, like they're reading my mind. And that's what I feel like I try to do with my email. So knowing specifically who you're talking to, like you said, and being able to personalize it to that specific group, as opposed to yeah, on social media, you're just kind of putting out blanket content that's going to appeal to hopefully a lot of people, which unfortunately appeals to less people than we probably think it does, but you're able to get really specific and talk to sort of the pain points and the needs of that particular audience. So let's talk about how we actually get this set up. I know that you said that you use Flowdesk, but can you share why we need a platform? Why can't you just use your Google account? Like why specifically do we need to have a platform? Yeah, well, for starters, it's just kind of compliance wise. If you're sending out mass emails, then you are supposed to sort of legally have the ability for clients or subscribers to opt out. We've all had those emails where you scroll to the bottom, it says unsubscribe or manage preferences. You have to have that option so that people are saying like, I no longer want to receive these. They, they're in control of that, that choice. Whereas if you're sending them emails through your Gmail account where you're just copying and pasting emails in, they don't necessarily have that option other than to like reply with an actual email saying, please take me off your list. So compliance wise, you have to have a platform. It's also makes email marketing really, really simple because they've taken everything you're going to need in order to collect emails and build a list and segment that list and make automation so that you can kind of set it and forget it. It makes all of that super easy. And then you can go in and, and you know set it up the way you want to. And then it just kind of runs in the background. You're not having to go, okay, every Tuesday I'm going to get up and I'm going to copy and paste all of my spreadsheet emails into this Gmail email and send it out. You can schedule them out. You can automate welcome emails. You can do so much within those platforms that you don't have the capability to do if you're just using like a Gmail or a Yahoo. And it's also also more visually appealing. If you've ever gotten an email from someone and it's got pretty graphics and things like that in it, you're like, I have no idea how someone created this. It's going to be through a platform. Yeah, exactly. And they most of them now, and I know Flowdesk is really popular for this um, with having like really beautiful templates, but all the platforms are going to have like the templates where you can go in and you can kind of say, okay, this fits my style. I'm going to customize this and make it kind of fit with your branding. You can have your colors, your brand colors in there, your logo. Um, you can have like a signature that you want put in there. You can have links to your Instagram or your Facebook or, um, you know, your website on there. There's so much more you can do within those templates that you can't necessarily do with just sort of a basic plain text Gmail email. So I use Flowdesk as well. So I'll put, um, a link down below where you guys can get a discount. I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but I'll make sure I put that in the show notes. Um, so now we've got our platform. You're on Flowdesk. The next step is how do we actually even get people on to our email list? So one of the things I see a lot of people doing, which I think I have sort of pros and cons to, is they will put a little box on their website that says, join my VIP list. This is a, or sign up for my newsletter. Those are the two most popular ones that I see. And while that used to work really well several years ago, nowadays our inboxes are so flooded with content that people are a little more particular about who they give their email address to. They're a little more protective over it. 
So if you're just starting out and you're like, I'm literally ground zero, just kind of getting my email going. If that's the only thing you're able to do is put a little box, which Flowdesk makes it super easy. You just create a form on their site and then you set it up onto your website to be a pop-up or you can have it be like embedded on each page of your website, like a little box at the bottom that says, you know, sign up to be a VIP or join my newsletter and they'll enter their name and email and it automatically goes into your email list. Um, That can be like a good starting point. However, the best way I have found to collect emails is through a lead magnet. So a lead magnet is, or a freebie as they're called sometimes, is anything that you offer for free to your audience that is of value to them. And we've all fallen victim to these. I'm notorious for the ones that are like, get free shipping if you sign up for our email list or save 10% off your next purchase, things like that. But there's also ones where you know, maybe they're offering you a free training of some kind or a guide or um, download this free um, checklist of some kind. Like I, one of my clients that I've worked with, she's a newborn photographer and we created sort of this um, like welcome to the world packet that she like shares on her with her audience. And it's how to prepare your home and your mind for a baby. Like if you're a first time mom and it's like a little checklist of like things you need to have in the nursery or like what to pack in your hospital bag. And it's got um, tips on how to just like mentally prepare for becoming a, a family and becoming a mom. And it, it helps build her list like crazy because it doesn't feel like you're really asking a lot of your audience. You're giving to them. You're saying, I'm going to give you this thing which you need that's going to help you in this phase of life that you're in. And in return, you're going to give me your email address. And now we're going to be able to communicate through that. So figuring out like what is something your audience wants from you that you can then create. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Go into Canva, create a little one-page checklist of some kind, experiment with different things, see what your audience responds to. And then once you find the thing that they are really excited about, just start start sharing it like crazy and you'll start getting people onto your email list. And when you're creating these things, you also need to think about where people in their, say for a wedding photographer, um, for wedding clients, what planning part, like what planning phase they're in. You don't want to make something that is, you know, final tips for uh, your wedding week because they're probably already going to have a photographer because you're trying to give them something that would happen at the end of their wed- wedding planning journey. So instead, for example, for mine, I have a guide to my favorite wedding venues in the area and people can um, enter their email to go and download the guide. And that's getting people before they have a photographer. Typically, the venue is going to come first before the photographer. So that just makes more sense to get in front of your potential clients before they're even looking for you necessarily, instead of, you know, saying like, here's a guide to final details, because people are probably already going to have a photographer at that point, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's especially true for anything that kind of goes on a timeline. So like weddings, I mentioned like the the newborn photographer, obviously, you're, if you're catching them after the baby's born, it's probably too late for newborn photos or for mm-hmm. them to find a photographer. But then if you are thinking like, okay, well, families, families are any time of, you know, you're, there's not really a certain timeline that they're on. They're going to have maybe variety of ages. Then one of the things I've done with a client is we've created like a local guide, which is here are 
things to do with your kids. And we kind of scouted out, okay, here's some free things that you can do in your, and like around our area. Um, here are some like low cost items here that all the restaurants that have like free meals for kids on certain nights of the week. And it's not necessarily photography related, but it is family related. And that is something that she, I mean, it has grown her list by thousands, honestly, because it's something that moms are eager to download. And no matter kind of the age range of their kids up to a certain point, they're like, yeah, give me all the details of like, you've compiled a a list of all the things in one place. I don't have to go scour the internet looking for which restaurants have free kids meals on what night. She's already done the work for me. I'm going to definitely download that. And you're reaching an audience who they may not be thinking, oh, I need to find a photographer, but they're in mom mode all the time. And so they're thinking, how can I do this mom thing even better and easier? And so really getting into the mindset and like you said, kind of figure out where your client or your audience is right now and what can you offer them right now that's going to benefit them and be a no brainer. They're going to be like, yeah, I need this thing. I need to download this thing right now. And this reminded me, this is not photography related or necessarily email marketing related, but this reminded me of this couple that I know they are a husband and wife realtor team and they started this Facebook group and it is supporting local uh, restaurants. And so they're always highlighting all these different restaurants and going and trying them and giving away gift cards to these restaurants. It has nothing to do with their business necessarily, but people see them as like a community resource. So they're providing something for them that they want. They want to know about these restaurants and they want to s- support the local community. And then they get so many clients when people are ready to buy a house because they have a, their top of mind. They have been using them as a resource for other things in their daily life like restaurants. So that that's just kind of an example yeah. that goes to show, you know, be a resource to people. You're not always constantly selling to them. You don't always have to be talking specifically about photography. So for those newborns, that was just such a great example, preparing your home for a newborn. It has nothing necessarily to do with photography, but you're being a resource to them without having to necessarily sell to them right away. Yeah. And I'll say one of the things that I'm just going to kind of be like, let's stop doing this is the style guide. This is the first thing. And I'm not saying they're not like helpful, but typically by the time a client needs a style guide of what to wear to their photo shoot, they've already hired a photographer. So Mm -hmm. that is something that you can offer as like part of your welcome packet, but having a style guide, a what to wear guide as a lead magnet is going to probably not get you the downloads or the, the email building you know, capabilities that you are looking for because you're not really meeting them in the right spot. Like you mentioned about the brides and stuff earlier, if they're already thinking about outfits, they're probably too far down the line. You need to kind of back up a little bit and go, okay, how can I meet my clients now? Like the example of the restaurants, the realtors, that's genius because now like when they are ready to buy a home, that's the first people they're going to think of you have to kind of meet them upstream and go, okay, where are they like two or three steps before they actually need to, or thinking about hiring a photographer and how can I meet them there? And then kind of go on this journey with them so that when they do get to the point where they're like, I'm ready to hire somebody, you're already front of mind. You're already in sort of their circle of influence. And now they're ready to go, oh, I know this person. She's a photographer. Yeah, that sounds great. She's been super valuable with all these tips and these things that she's helped me with, whatever it might be, let's go hire her. Yes, exactly. So 
Now we have our freebie, our lead magnet. We're getting people on our list. I think it's pretty common for us to feel like, okay, we've made that. We, But now what do we talk about? What do we make emails about? If we're consistently sending people emails or they're going into a workflow and they're going through and you're sending them emails, what do you email them about? Like how can you give us some tips on creating email content and what type of content is best? Yeah. So I tend to go by what I call the 80-20 rule. So 80% of my content that I send out, 80% of my emails are going to be value-based or sort of education-based. So it's less about here's my latest mini sessions or here's, you know, here's how you can work with me. It is sharing tips. It is giving more of kind of whatever you gave them in that lead magnet, give them more of that type of content. So if you're talking to brides, then maybe you're sharing some wedding planning tips. Maybe you're answering some frequently asked questions, things that you know that your potential clients are typically going to ask you or are thinking about before they hire a photographer. So go ahead and address those things in your emails. Tell funny stories, you know, talk about I'll go back to the idea of like the family photographer. Everyone as a parent is worried about how their kids are going to behave during a photo shoot there that stresses them out, especially if they're young children. And so sharing like funny behind the scenes, (coughs) sorry, funny behind the scenes moments of like, oh my gosh, I had the funniest thing happen in our photo shoot today, but we got the best photos from it. This, This kid was like, we weren't, you know, we were taking pictures of, of little sister and big brother was over here and ended up like with dirt all over his hands and running a truck through the, the, the dirt pile. And I got the best photos of it. It wasn't planned, but it made for one of mom's like favorite images. And so sharing those kinds of things, that's the 80%. The 20% is then talking about your business, talking about what you offer and making the sale. And so if you think about sending out one email a week, for a month. So that's four emails. Three of those roughly are going to be value-based. One of them is going to be sales-based. So let's say you have an upcoming um, mini session or a sale that you're running. Then you might say, okay, three of these emails, I'm going to be sharing value. I'm going to be answering a, a question. I'm going to be sharing a story of some kind, and I'm going to be giving a tip or a you know a local recommendation of some kind. And then my fourth email is going to be talking about um, hey, I'm doing these fun mini sessions at the local fair that's coming to town. If you're interested, let me know. And that way, your audience doesn't feel like you're always selling to them. The, obviously, that's part of what you're doing with email marketing is you are trying to get the sale. So you do need to include those. However, you're also 80% of the time building connections. You're giving them a reason to want to open those emails because they're excited to either hear the funny story or learn that, you know, the interesting tip that you have or see the recommendation you have for a local place to go hang out at. And then when that sell email comes through, they're more likely to open it and they're more susceptible to going, oh yeah, okay. I'd be interested in that because I've built this connection with this person through these other pieces of content. And I will go through mine as another example. Um, so mine obviously is for wedding photographers. I have the guide of local venues and their pictures. The way that I have mine set up, my guide is it shows, it highlights um, 
the different venues. And then underneath, they can view a real wedding that takes them to the blog post of weddings that I photographed at that venue. And then from there, my email funnel is going to, I, I, I was trying to think about okay, if they're looking for a venue, what are their next steps? They're probably not ready for a photographer yet, or they're probably not ready for a florist yet. Their next step is going to probably be a wedding planner. So one of the next emails is, should you hire a wedding planner or a wedding coordinator? And the differences between that, and it's got some tips from some local planners. And then I go into um, some other things like a wedding planning checklist and um, tips for questions to ask when searching for a photographer and things like like that. So I'm providing resources for them on their wedding planning journey. And then I think it's like four or five emails in before I even start talking about my photography necessarily. Um, obviously, you know, my social medias and everything in my logo is on these. So they could go to my website at any point. Um, but then instead of just saying, I'm a wedding photographer and this is what I do, I kind of rephrased it a little bit and said, I'm an experience-based photographer is what I like to say, and I'm really big on the experience. So I just walk through what that looks like and what an experience-based photographer is instead of, hey, this is what my prices are. They start at you know, $3,000. You can book a call here. Really walking them through what the experience would look like, it just feels less salesy in my opinion. Yeah, I completely agree. And do you automate most of that? Or is that like you, once you see them come in, you have it set up to send out? Or how do you do that? Because I've done that with wedding photographers before is we've set up kind of an email funnel like that, because there is kind of this timeline of you have a sort of a start and a finish. Whereas with a lot of clients, you might have a more ongoing relationship with them. Um, and so I've set up somewhere it is sort of you pre-design these emails, you already have them scheduled out. And then it, uh, once they opt into that lead magnet, it triggers these emails to kind of go out over a series of time. Yeah. So I, I think they're called, I, I in my mind, I always call them funnels, but they're called workflows and flow desk. Yeah. Um, so I have a workflow where someone, when they sign up for the freebie, then they are automated from that. It triggers them to start sending emails on a, on a timeline once a week. Um, and then one thing that people don't typically think about, I don't know if you've ever done this for a client, but I also have a workflow for my booked couples. So I want to make sure that they feel like I'm staying in touch with them all the time and they're constantly getting emails from me. But that is a lot of work and they're not all on the same timeline. So I have a workflow that once I book one of my couples, I add them to the workflow and it starts sending them emails like different planning emails and vendor recommendations and inspiration photos and stuff like that. That way my couples feel like I'm always there and I'm always providing these resources for them, but I'm not actually having to be hands-on or do anything with that. And that's, I love that. That is such like the beauty of email marketing is that you have done all of the work up front, but yet it is creating this experience for your clients that continues to run behind the scenes in your business. And I will say to the, I'm blue in the face, like that is one of the greatest aspects of email marketing is if you are someone who is so tired of constantly feeling like you are behind the eight ball, having to create content for your audience. This is a way to get out of that because like the way that you've done it is you have already pre-written the emails. They're in this workflow. They're already scheduled. You're not having to manually go in and go, oh, okay, um, Sarah signed up for my lead magnet. Now I need to send her this email or I need to, oh, it's, you know, 12 weeks before their wedding. I need to send this other email. 
it's already kind of pre-scheduled and the work is all done and it's more work up front. It takes more time. But once that's set up, it is an automation goldmine for your business. And it's great for the overall experience. I think that we all really want referrals in our business and people who have a good experience and you have constant contact with them. They feel like you're just being above and beyond a resource more than they expected you to be, they are way more likely to refer your business in the end as well. Absolutely. I completely agree. So do you have any other tips or anything else you want to share about email marketing for people listening? Well, kind of going on what we were just talking about, the automation piece. So when I sort of teach the the startup pieces of email marketing, we talk about like the, the platform, we talk about the lead magnet. And then the other piece I like to talk about is the automation piece. And even if you're not automating as much of your emails as like you've done with your brides, I highly recommend that the easiest thing to do is set up like a little welcome series. And it can just be two or three emails. But when someone joins your email list, I think it is so important for them to immediately feel like they have made the right choice and that they are welcomed into this sort of community or this space that you've joined, that they've joined into. And I kind of think about it as like, if you met a really cool like person out in the world and you were like, oh, we really like clicked and we hit off and we exchange phone numbers and we're going to like get together and have like a coffee sometime or like get our kids together to have a play date. And then you absolutely hear nothing from them for like four weeks because life gets, you know, in the way and life gets busy. You start to second guess like, oh, well, maybe I thought this was a cool connection, a cool friendship, but they didn't. And the same thing goes with your emails. If you're providing this really cool freebie, this lead magnet, and they download it and they are consuming it and it's really great, but then they hear nothing from you for weeks at a time until you decide to jump back in and send out an email, they're going to start to kind of go, well, maybe this wasn't the best idea or they're going to forget about you. So it's really easy, like you were saying, to set up a workflow and just have like a, an email that goes out right away that says, I'm so glad you're here, either giving them you know, another link to that freebie or sharing a little bit about who you are and then following that up with maybe another email or two where you're kind of just like introducing them to what you offer or how, what, what they can expect from being on as part of your email community. I think that is a really key piece that a lot of people kind of skip over because they think, Oh, I've done the hard part. I've got them on my email list. Then I'll just start sending out emails. But then again, we don't always do that. So having that automated welcome series really kind of helps people feel welcomed and excited to be there. And like we talked about at the beginning, I'm all about helping people and like having strategies to help people find balance between, you know, the hustle and getting beyond that hustle and having balance between our work life and our personal life and having these set up and working in the background. Once you get it set up, there's not a lot that you necessarily need to be hands on doing all the time. It can run in the background of your business. So this really leads to us having a better balance in our lives. Absolutely. I did think of one question while you were talking. Um, How often should people be sending emails? I know that I am on a couple of email lists for educators and I get emails every single day. And honestly, it annoys me and I typically unsubscribe because for me, that's just, it's too much. And I wake up every single morning and there's already an email from them in my inbox. So I, I, I'm sure that there's good and bad to that, but personally for me, it sometimes kind of annoys me. So do you have 
a strategy for that? How often should people be sending out emails? I personally send them out about once a week. Um, I feel like it's sort of like with podcasts, you know, we, our podcasts come out once a week on a certain day and our audience expects it and they look forward to listening to that episode. So I treat my emails kind of the same way as I'm like, okay, every Wednesday morning, I'm going to have an email that goes out and my audience has learned to kind of expect it. And that way it it's not too much, but it's enough to keep you top of mind. That's the main thing is you want to be not that annoying friend, like you were talking about the ones that, cause I have those two where it's like, they're in my inbox all the time. And I'm like, I'm so done with you. And then you have the ones who kind of pop in like every three months or like, Oh, Hey, here's the sale I'm having. I'm like, wait a minute, who are you? And why am I getting your email? So it's, that's too far apart. If honestly, once a week is ideal. If even that feels like too much twice a month, do every other week, just as you have to think about what are you able to sustain, whether it is scheduling them out in advance and having them go through a workflow or manually, you know, like setting them up and scheduling them to go out. But what can you do on a consistent basis? And then what is your audience going to want to consume from you? Because if they're maybe like a new mom or a busy bride, then maybe twice a month is enough for them. Um, but again, it's just enough to stay top of mind so that they are, they recognize your name when it comes into their inbox. They're excited to open it, but it's not so much, like you said, every day to the point where they're like, I can't handle this anymore. I'm just going to start deleting every one of her emails that comes in because I don't have the time to take it in. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, so you have an awesome monthly program for photographers. Will you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So it's called the Focus Photographer Lab. And it is a monthly coaching membership. So you sign up, you get access to live trainings each month. Um, we do actually one-on-one office hours is what I call them. They're like little 30-minute one-on-one coaching calls that you can sign up for each week. There are pre-recorded courses and classes, an entire re- um, resource library within there. And then there's the community aspect. So really bringing female photographers together to network and cheer each other on and support each other. Cause it can get really lonely when you are running a business on your own and being all the things by yourself. And so I created this kind of as a space of this is what I wish I'd had when I started out as a photographer and just needed the support, but wasn't able to invest in like a one-on-one coaching member, you know, member or coaching program. And so this kind of marries the best of both worlds. Um, it's $47 a month. It's no obligation. You can cancel any time. And if you sign up using the link that should be in the show notes, you'll get two weeks for free to check it out and see if it's something you're interested in. You can sign up for a one-on-one call during that time and kind of just see how we work together as a coach and a mentor, um, and meet the rest of the community. Perfect. So where can people find you online? What's your Instagram and what's your website? Yeah. So my website is girl means business. So that's where you can find everything. You can find my podcast, the membership resources, um, all my information kind of lives there. And then on Instagram, you can find me at the focus photographer lab. And that's where I share kind of more photography specific content and more about the membership as well. 
Perfect. So um, I know I said earlier about a Flowdesk discount, but I wasn't sure what it was off the top of my head. Um, so I will put this in the show notes. It's actually um, a code for 50% off your entire year. You can use code Charlie Van Amberg and get 50% off your entire year. So I will put that down in the show notes and I will put all of this information where you can find Kendra and her programs in the show notes. And that is all for today's episode. Thanks so much for listening in today and we will see you back here next week. Head over to thecreativebusinessplan.com to check out all the resources for photographers, including the business and marketing course, templates, workshops, mentor sessions, and so much more. Thanks for tuning in today. Watch out for new episodes every week.